Uh, John Tavares, a thousand games on, on Sunday afternoon versus the Washington Capitals. So we thought it would be a good time to bring in a former teammate of his and a former Maple Leaf, Michael Grabner. Michael, how's it going? Hey, how are you guys doing? Thanks for having me. Good. Thanks for coming on. We we were tipped off that you've been uh, very passionately coaching some minor hockey recently. Can you can you confirm? Uh yeah, just our team. I've been coaching since this year, so that's why my voice is a little bit in one here. So I'm not used to yelling that much on the ice and trying to control that many kids. So still have <laughs> learning progress, but it's been fun. So, Did, have you gained an appreciation for your coaches since since trying to step in? Yeah, it's definitely a lot of work, uh, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff and trying to figure stuff out, what to do. So it's definitely a different uh, way of looking at hockey. I think I, stuff that I think about now, I never really thought about like while playing. So it kind of gives you a different perspective about the game. And, yeah, like I said, it's been a lot of fun and trying to get to know the kids and trying to figure out ways to motivate the different personalities and stuff. So it's been it's been a challenge, but it's been a lot of fun. We'll chat with Michael Grabner, longtime NHL forward and former teammate of John Tavares, who plays in his 999th game tonight, but then game 1000 Sunday against the Capitals. You played five seasons with him in New York. Uh, what did you appreciate most about uh, Tavares' game? Um, yeah, we got to, uh, got to Long Island like at the same time, like young kids. So he was a quieter guy back then, but obviously you knew he had a lot of talent. Uh, I think his work ethic probably is one of the things that stuck out the most. Uh, for maybe every summer he went home and worked on a different skill. Like one year was shooting and skating, and you could just see how much time and effort he put in. And every time he showed up to camp, it seemed like whatever he set his mind to was that much better and improved. And um, obviously that translated into the game. So I think just the way he handled himself from a young age on uh, is almost like a professional that's why he's obviously had that much success and been in the league for that long and a star player so again uh it's probably the work ethic and just the determination that he puts into hockey and obviously he's a great teammate i think uh not gonna hear that many bad things about him so yeah i enjoyed my time with him he was my neighbor for a little bit on long island um so yeah he's a great guy and i still try to keep up with some of the guys that i play with how they're doing and uh he's obviously one of them we hear a lot about his, his nutrition and his fitness habits. I remember Mitch Marner saying if he could take anything from one teammate, it was John Tavares' diet. Has he always been a, a health and fitness guy? Um, Probably, yeah. Like he, he knows his body pretty well, I think. So, like, I can eat, like, a chocolate cake and not gain a pound. So, you know, like, everyone's <laughs> different. So I think he just... What a flex. Figured out his, bo- figured out his body and was <laughs> conscious about, like, what he's putting into it, right? Like, and was smart about it, where I had to leave it. I could really eat much, much more stuff than the most people and still don't really affect my body that much. So I think he just, like I said, studied his body, studied nutrition a lot, like, a lot, and see what works and what didn't work for him. And um, that definitely helps you on the ice, right, when you know kind of what makes your body be faster or like helps you get more energy so like i said he tried to figure out ways not just hockey skills like any way he can get an advantage right that would help him on the ice so like he's really smart about that uh i'm curious what makes him a good captain michael because you you know you spent a lot of time with him and you know you watched him i guess grow and evolve and there's 
I don't know, maybe you can tell me if this is true or not, but there's this thought process in Toronto how he's not the most vocal captain, maybe not the most vocal guy in the room, but still highly respected as the captain of this organization. I mean, I guess you spent time in a few different organizations. Do you think that someone has to be vocal to be a captain, or is there other ways that they can show and lead a team um, and still be a good captain? Yeah, I think that goes back to what we just talked about, right? Like, I don't think he was really quiet back in Long Island too, when he came in the league and stuff. So, and, but again, like I just explained like his dedication and the determination and what he does and how he does it every day. Right. Like I said, it's not just like, Oh, I'm doing it for a week and then two weeks. So you just see how much thought he puts in everything. And I think that's make, it's part of being a good captain, right? Showing up every day, doing the same stuff, being prepared, being as prepared as possible. And he definitely amplifies those traits. Right. So, um, for me, like I said, he's not the most vocal guy, but he, when he did speak, people would listen, right? Because then it would mean like either we played like crap, or you know what I mean, or or it's something that really needs to be said. So a lot of times he's more of a captain that leads by, by example and by what he does on a daily basis. I think that's why guys appreciate that are around him, what he brings every day and what he does every day. So. He's a little bit of a mystery off the ice. He's kind of like a Crosby type in that we, we know his ethic uh, at, at the arena, and he, he's a real hockey guy through and through. What's something about John Tavares we might not know or might not expect of him? I don't know. Like I said, like, uh, he was, I don't know how he is now, right? Like, we all changed. I know he has yeah. followed. We heard he's a big karaoke so. guy. <laughs> okay, maybe, yeah, like I said, like, I've played with him so long ago that, like, he was, like, single or, or like, had a girlfriend, like, no kids. Like, obviously, they might have changed now, right? So, right. Um, karaoke, I haven't heard him sing yet, but I'm definitely not a karaoke guy, so I don't <laughs> know if he would find us in the same place. So. But, again, like I said, it's like he was back then. We were, like, a young team. I don't know if there was anything surprising. Like I said, he keeps to himself. He just shows up, does his job. Back then, we played a lot of Call of Duty. He was a terrible Xbox player, but he still <laughs> jumped on every every night after games with us. So we had some good times, but he's definitely, his mind is only on hockey. And like I said, that's why he's been having the success that he has had in his career. Yeah, there was a piece that was put out in The Athletic earlier this week by one of our local writers, and apparently he's not a very good cards player either. Apparently he's very slow and methodical when he's playing cards. So I would imagine that Call of Duty probably wouldn't be too great at that either, knowing you always have to have your head on a swivel knowing that one. So that, that probably checks out. Um, yeah. we're ch- Go ahead. No, so, yeah, that's true. Like, we play cards too. Like I said, he's a really good hockey player. Some of the other stuff, he can still probably use some work on it. But, again, <laughs> when you dedicate that much time to one craft, right, like it's going to be tough to be good at a lot of other things. Yeah, exactly. We're chatting with Michael Gramner, longtime NHL or former teammate of uh, John Tavares and former Maple Leaf here in Toronto as well. And uh, I want to get your thoughts on, on some comments that we heard earlier from Commissioner Gary Bettman this week. Talk about how he doesn't believe that tanking exists in the NHL. You were part of a Leafs team back in 2015-16. They finished last in, in the league and ended up getting Austin Matthews. And I think we, we refer to it as a, a dignified tank in the media. I think we, we all know that players and coaches, you know, they don't tank. They're going out there trying to win the games. But, you know, what was that season like for you here in Toronto? Like, what was the mindset around the organization that year? Do you re- uh, recall? Yeah, I do. Um... It was obviously the expectations, right, that we're going to be 
struggling that year to the fans. So the fans I thought was great, right? Like, again, I played there for one year, and the media was kind of laying off us because of the expectations that were set, right? Like, with yeah. the roster that we did, the roster that we did have, like, right? Like, for me, but again, like, to your point, like, you're still trying to make the playoffs. <clears throat> As a player, you never think about, like, oh, doesn't matter, right? Or coaches. Um, maybe you can tell by decisions that are made uh, about roster moves and stuff like along the year to see if uh, management is kind of which way they're leaning, you know what I mean? But as a player, again, like I showed up to every game, every every practice really the same way. You don't really think. You want, every time you step on the ice, you just the only goal is really to win that game, right? And uh, I think that's, that's really what makes out any competitor. You're not really stepping on the ice trying to like – not care. So once you start hit the ice, everything else goes out the window for players and coaches, and your goal is to win that game. So I've been in, I've been on some weaker teams in my career, but the feeling that like, oh, let's just lose, that wasn't really ever part of it in the locker room. So again, yeah. management and stuff is obviously different stories. Again, what they do or who they move up and down or whatever happens that I can really speak to that. Obviously, you can make your own picture when you're watching it, right? So well, we, we, we uh, chat frequently, works with us here at TSM, one of your teammates that year, Frankie Corrado, and he says that uh, he always takes pride in that season because he helped Toronto get Austin Matthews. So. Right, he was part so of you it. Guys, <laughs> so you guys yeah, can take probably pride. My, probably my worst shooting percentage in my career, too, so I'll take some credit for all the breakaways that I missed in that year. Like, we I, owe you. I don't even I don't think I'm. I don't think I got double-digit goals in that year. So I was. Uh, I had a tough year that one. Yeah. Let's let's let's. Actually, I do remember that. It seemed like you. Well, you were just such a fast player. It seemed like you literally had two or three breakaways a year. You had nine goals that season through eighty games. So on behalf of Leafs Nation, thank you, thank you for Austin Matthews. I suppose <laughs> grabs. Um, yeah, you I th- also. I, th- I think they gave me broken sticks. So that's what the tank was. You know, ah. That's I don't it. Because uh, that was a rough year. Again, I still had a great time, obviously, getting to play yeah. for a franchise like the Leafs, right? So, again, we still enjoyed and took pride in going out and wearing the sweater. So, again, I was fortunate enough to be able to play for the Leafs for a year. So, that was fun. Absolutely. Well, uh, really appreciate taking the time to to join us. And, uh, hey, good luck with uh, you and, and, and the coaching of the children. And, I mean, hopefully your, your throat you, – you, you could build up a tolerance, I guess, to the yelling over the time. Just kick the garbage yeah, can really instead. It's at, way more effective. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> yell in a- anger, though. I yell in, like, trying to help them. Like, yeah, so it's like, it's like not oh, like mean good. yelling, but I'm just yeah. not used to yelling in general. So, all right. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us. Hopefully we can chat again down the road. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Have a good day. All right, you as well. There he goes. Michael Grabner. Longtime NHLer with uh, the Islanders, Canucks, Arizona, played under Tockett, teammate of Tavares, teammate of our guy Frankie Corrado, and uh, a big reason why the Maple Leafs have Austin Matthews. Missed all those breakaways because Thank they gave him a broken stick. They gave him a broken stick. That, that's the only explanation.